0: then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week we are going to talk about how to shake it off, right? Shake off those negative experiences, uh, things that may have happened, maybe things that were said to you, bad things, negative things. Um, and I'm going to be just use kind of negative the words negative and bad to sort of describe these things that happen now you can insert your own words here not everything is bad or negative or what what have you you might use a different word but for the sake of the podcast i'm just going to make it really simple (laughs) okay all right the first thing i want to start with though is why is it that as a species we are so adept at hanging on to negative, okay? Whether it's past memories or past experiences or something someone said to us in eighth grade, like whatever. We seem to be, we, we excel basically at holding on to the negative things. And there's an anthropological reason for this, In brief, because I am not an anthropologist, um, but in brief, basically focusing on the negative things kept us alive, right? Making sure our environments were safe, were free of things that were trying to kill us, whether that be nature or another person or our environment or something trying to kill us. It was really important that we would look around and make sure that there was nothing bad in our environment, okay? And then the second part of that is, is our brains, if you think about it, just think of wherever you are and in your field of vision, there's probably thousands of different individual things to look at, right? And if our brains had to focus on all of those individual things, I mean, it'd be hard just to drive or walk or walk and chew gum at the same time, right? It, our brains have to prioritize they have to prioritize all the things all the information that our eyes and our senses our ears nose taste everything is taking in touch at all times right if you think about that i mean we are just like the sponge but our brains can't be thinking about all of those individual thousands hundreds of thousands of things maybe at the same time or we would not really be able to function And so our brains prioritize and they make sure that we're safe and they focus on the negative. And then once that's done, once we're safe, once it's kind of like your brain's focused and then it can finally start to like do the thing it needs to do, right? Run a dog maybe. And so um, it's a busy place in our brains. It really is. And so we hang on to negative things because that's kind of the wiring And so uh, we're going to talk about that today because, and I mentioned all that because we're all like that. Okay. We're all like that. We've maybe developed skills and tools throughout our lives to get better about it. But anthropologically speaking, our brains are designed to keep us safe. And that does mean making sure that, um, you know, scanning our environment always for the negative, always looking for the negative, which is, I don't know kind of a negative place to live i suppose Um, but here we are all right so now let's talk about it in the context of our dog lives or our competition lives specifically so so often we you know hang on to the negative things that have happened whether it's a bad run or a mistake that was made um whatever you name it i know that if i gave you you know 10 seconds you could probably come up with like 50 examples of bad things that have happened to you. And the problem is is that because of how our brains work and because we gave these things a certain amount of importance, we hung on to them. You know, in an in essence we we stuff them in a cart and we drag them around everywhere we go and we drag them all the way to the start line with us, right? Or right into the ring. And that's not super helpful, okay? It's not. And it really hinders our performance because also what we're doing and what we're replaying is we're replaying in our brains the negative. And that gets into visualization and us visualizing then negative things or imagining using, I would say using our imagination, wasting our imagination on worry or about worrying what you know, the person who said the nasty thing to us last weekend, if they're going to be at the trial next weekend. And we think about that stuff and we put energy on those things and we're just putting energy on negative things. And the reason is, is, on one hand, our brains are trying to prepare us, right? They're trying to make sure that if we're in that situation again, we know what to do. We're prepared. We, we know how to handle it. We'll get through it. We, you know, we won't be killed by a bear, you know, I mean the, that, uh, you know, our systems are safe, but it doesn't really serve us because it really gets in the way of our performance. All right, because now we're in this negative headspace and we're trying to have a positive run. And again, you're not going to have positive things don't happen from negative headspaces, which is, you know, basically why I do all this mindset work to begin with, right? We're trying to make sure that we are in a mindset, a headspace, have a mental game about us that we can let everything else go that does not matter in this moment so that we can perform with our dogs. Or maybe just be present with our dogs on a hike, right? Because it's all about letting everything else fall away so we can do the thing we know that we can do, that we've practiced, we've got the skills, we've prepared, um, we're ready to go, and now we need to get out of our own way and do the thing. So we need to be able to get good at letting go, all right, and letting go of the things that no longer serve us. And uh, I've talked about this a few different ways, a few different times, but you know, one of the things that I think is really important is let's start with how we process an event, something that happens. All right. So let's say we're doing an obedience run and um, let's say someone films it for us, videos it, and we watch the video. Okay. So we're able to watch it back and we immediately, human nature, we look for the negative. We're like, oh, that's where I screwed it up. That's where, did you see what I did there? That's what I screwed it up. I screwed up right there, the figure eight and my fault. I lost it. And and then, you know, then the wheels came off and blah, 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 blah. They see, do you see, do you see, do you see, and you're, we're telling a friend, do you see where I screwed up? Yeah, I watched the video. Yeah, I totally screwed up at the figure eight. And we keep talking about it and we keep replaying it. All right. Well, I'm telling you elite handlers don't do that <laughs> okay elite handlers will look at that video and they'll be like yep that's what happened at the figure eight I got it oh I see what I did there got it all right let me watch the rest of it Ooh, that was a really good healing pattern or ooh, that was a really good recall or ooh, I'm really happy with how they did the stand or that was that was great or wow ooh, I didn't even realize that someone came in that door down there my dog handled that distraction really well Okay. See, the difference is, is the elite handler is looking at that same run, the exact same run, and they're processing it differently. They're looking for more positives than negative. They got the negative. They got the lesson out of it. They picked that up and they're going to let the rest of it go. And they're not going to replay the negative. They're going to fix it right? And reimagine it into something positive the next time. They're going to take the lesson, apply the lesson, whether they have to train something or whether they just have to execute it differently. And they're going to apply the learning for next time. And they're going to celebrate the things, the positive things that went right. And in doing that, part of what helps to be able to do that in that moment is to be really clear on what your process goals are and know what it is that you're working on. Okay. Because in that way, that person is also saying, yeah, but my God, one of my process goals was to make sure that I had really good connection, you know, throughout because my dog's been getting really distracted. And I'm really happy that like, there's only a couple places where in this whole run, my dog got distracted. This is, this is a big win. And they're able to look at the, at the positive. All right. So in that example, in that very simple, I realized example, um, the, person the handler is able to look at it take the learning out of it and let the rest go and maybe take the positive out of it too and kind of hang on to that and celebrate that bonus points for that um i heard this analogy this week on tiktok and it was um yes tiktok i'm addicted um and it was this coach and she was talking about um She was using the analogy of a dumpster fire. (laughs) And she was saying that like, you know, when you get negative experiences or someone says something negative to you or a comment or something like that, it's the ability to take the nugget out, sift through it, right? Sift through it. Is there anything in there worth keeping? If there is, keep it. And the rest of it goes in the dumpster fire. And I just, I love a good visual, (laughs) I guess. And I guess it also kind of made me laugh. Um, And I love a good visual that makes me laugh. And so I just thought it was really helpful that in that moment, like, great, let it go. I got it. I'm not going to do that again at the figure eight. Like, throw the rest of it in the dumpster fire. Like, I don't care. And not in the way that the run was a dumpster fire. I want to very much distinguish, but in the things that you don't need anymore, that's what they deserve, right? The nasty comment that doesn't serve you goes in the dumpster fire. The, um, the, fluke thing that happened at that trial that one time, um, that goes in the dumpster fire, you know, the, the mistakes that you've no longer make, you've grown out of as a handler, like put those experiences back in the dumpster fire. The other things that go in that dumpster fire are the things that, um, that you need to forgive yourself for the mistakes you made two years ago right? The things that you just have never let go of that you keep replaying in your head. And maybe you're replaying in their head because on some level you wish you had a do-over, right? I mean, don't we all? I mean, there, there's definitely things I wish I had a do-over about, but the truth is I don't. And what makes sport and competition interesting and worth doing again is it puts us to the test of can we perform in that moment? And truthfully, sometimes we can and sometimes we can't. But to not forgive ourselves for mistakes that we made or mistakes our dogs made or, or things that happen in the environment or not forgive another person for something unkind that they said to us, um, whether or not it was true or they meant it or whatever, it doesn't matter. But to not forgive them, we are only hurting ourselves. Those things, clean it out clean out. Imagine yourself sort of cleaning out your little cart full of bad memories, (laughs) negative things that happen, negative things people said to you or bad things or whatever, cleaning out that cart and filling up that dumpster fire with it and just letting it go. All right. That will serve you more. Okay. That will make way for good things and good memories and good replays in your brain, right? I want I want that mental, your mental movie theater to just be playing positive moments in the ring and you building on your strengths rather than building on your weaknesses. Okay. Because we get more of where our attention goes. And if your attention is on all those negative moments, I promise you, you're going to get a lot more of them. Okay. All right. Let's think about an, an, a couple other angles to this. You know, the other angle is of course, self-talk our self-talk, oh, yikes, Uh, we are so hard on ourselves, right? And if if a negative thing happens or someone says a negative thing to us, sometimes we take that thing and we apply it to something, a thought we had in our brain or a fear we maybe had in our brain or, you know, an unspoken fear that we had. And we're like, see, this external thing is now evidence for that thought I was having. I am worthless, a bad handler, dumb, you know, whatever. And it's proof. This is proof. This thing that happened is proof that this is right, right? It's confirmation bias, but used for like the negative. Okay. We don't need to do that. It doesn't serve us. Our self-talk, we're hard enough on ourselves without adding to it. Okay. So if someone makes a negative comment to you, you know, ask yourself, is this true? Do I believe this? Do I need to hang on to this? Or can it go straight into the dumpster fire? <laughs> right? Um, is there any value in this? Did it cut a little close to home? Do I need to think about it and maybe excavate a nugget that of truth that is useful to me that I can do something about and let the rest of it go in the dumpster fire, whatever it is. Um, the point being is that we do not need to Go on a scavenger hunt looking for more negative evidence to tie to the negative thoughts in our head. <laughs> We're doing just fine on that negative self talk as it is. All right. We do not need to get any better at that. In fact, we need to really always be turning it around and asking ourselves is this true? You know, um, we've talked a couple weeks ago about, you know, people giving unsolicited advice, right. You know, giving you that unsolicited advice about your dog when you walk out of the ring or some other time. And again, you know, what is it that you're going to say back? Can you say back like, you know, um, thanks. I'll think about it. Or, um, uh, you know, an interest, that's an interesting perspective. Uh, let me go take care of my dog or, or what have you. And learn to let that stuff go and learn to be able to see the difference between someone who means well and is trying to help you and someone who is just giving you advice that doesn't fit and that you don't have to hang on to that. There's nothing that says that you have to hang on to everything that anybody ever says to you. Good or bad, quite frankly, you don't have to hang on to it. So you get to let it go. You get to decide what it is that stays in your, in your brain, in your memories, and what gets replayed in your self-talk. Okay. Because we want to be really good at letting things go because we want to make sure that we are, um, making, we want our our brains, we want our thoughts to be pretty clean, right? When we think about it, we're in a partnership sport. We have to, you know, we pick up a leash and immediately we are conveying our energy, our thoughts, all that kind of stuff to our dogs. And we want to make sure that we are doing that in the best possible way. We don't want it cluttered up with all these weird negative thoughts or funky energies or you know weird memories and things like that we want to be able to get really good at clearing it out and so we need to you know there, there's a couple different scenarios in this one is is that of course you screw up a run in the beginning of the day and, or, or maybe two a couple hours later you have another one maybe different dog maybe same dog depends on the venue and so we want to be for me what I do in order to get good at um, being able to perform and being able to be fair to that second run, I let myself, I'm like, you know what, you can process this later. But right now, like you're, we're going to get back in focus and run the dog that you have now, right? You're not running the past. You're not running the future. You're running the present tense and you only can do with that moment, what that moment gives to you And so that is something staying in the present moment has been really helpful for me to be able to recover from either a bad comment or a bad experience or something negative that has happened, right? To be able to shake it off Um, and be able to shake it off either to process for later, or I've already learned what I needed to know about it. I don't need to think about it anymore. I can let the rest of it go. I got the lesson. I'm not going to make that mistake again, or I'm going to work on it at home this week or what have you. All right. If it's a bigger thing that happens or a more dramatic event that happens, you may need to process it after the show or between shows or, or so on and so forth. But again, the same things apply. Um, and just because you have more time doesn't mean you need to spend more time on it, right? Wallowing is not necessarily helpful or replaying the negative over and over again is not necessarily helpful or healthy. So you want to be able, again, just get out of that experience what is useful to you. That's it. What is the reason you're keeping all of this other stuff? What is the reason you are not forgiving someone or not forgiving yourself? You deserve forgiveness. Somebody else for deserves forgiveness for saying the bad thing or acting poorly, um, having bad manners, whatever it is. Like, what is it that you how do you want to move forward? And what does that look like? And that's the thing I want you to keep top of mind. And that's the thing I want you to always be striving for is what is the mental game that you want to have? What is the strength of your, maybe not even the strength, it's, it's, I want you to have, you know, we talk about in dogs having criteria, right? Having criteria fragility. What's your criteria on the dog walk or in obedience? What's your criteria for your healing pattern or what have you? In other words, what is it that you will accept and are rewarding and what will you not accept? What is your criteria? And I want you to have criteria for your thoughts. And I want you to have criteria for what you keep and what you let go of. All right. And I want you to have, keep more positive then you keep negative because the negative isn't serving you. And if you keep replaying something over and over and over again, uh, you're not changing it. Like replaying it for the 17th time is not going to change it. And if there was another person involved, you're not going to change the other person and you can't, you don't have a do over, right? So if none of those things are accessible to you, then what are you going to do with it? How are you going to take what you need and leave the rest? All right. What is your criteria for keeping experiences like that? Okay. And I think that's a really good just kind of way to think about it or to filter it or to decide what stays and what goes. All right. Ideally you let go of all the negative stuff and you just keep the positive because that's how we want to be as trainers, right? We want to be able to approach our dogs in this really positive mindset and, and, teach them and reward them and encourage them from their points of strength, right? Versus harping on their weaknesses. And so if that's what we want to do with them, don't we want to do that for ourselves too? And so I think criteria is a really good way to think about this conversation. I think that forgiveness is something that, gosh, it makes people itchy. (laughs) I mean, even me bringing up the word for some people they just get visibly like uncomfortable with the word forgiveness, which I think is fascinating on like someone should be doing a study on this, I suppose. But like, I just think it's really fascinating how unwilling we are to forgive ourselves, our dogs, other people. Um, and I think it's because we're waiting like someone, some at some point we learned that like you, f- someone gets forgiven once they say, sorry but you don't forgive yourself, even though you're sorry that you, I mean, it makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. We still do it. it just, it's just, just one of those things that we do that makes no sense. Um, so I want you to also work on that. So if I were to leave you with a couple of things to think about this weekend, it would be, what is the criteria for something getting to live in your head? And that you are willing to drag around in this cart full of memories to the line every time you go try to run your dog. And then secondly, are there things, people, places, events, dogs, yourself that need to be forgiven? And how can doing that, um, granting that gift of forgiveness, how can that clean up your energy and clean up that space in your head? and reframe things in the positive so that you can run and compete and perform from a positive place, right? Because I've said it a million times and I didn't even make it up, um, but you, positive things do not come from the negative mindsets they don't. And that's, that's what it's all about. So I want to get you into that positive space. i want to get you living there. I want to get, make it easy for you to have the tools to get yourself back into a positive space. Because the truth is, is, I mean, stuff's going to happen, right? It's not all smooth. It's not a straight line. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to, we're going to screw up things. Someone's going to say something ugly to us, whatever. Um, it's part of the game, but you rising above the game or above that noise by knowing what your criteria is for what you keep and knowing what doesn't deserve to be in your head and kind of straightening your own crown and knowing that difference will help you get back to that positive space that you need to be in in order to run your dog the way you know that you can run your dog. Okay. So I hope that helps. I hope that helps, um, helps you understand why these negative thoughts just hang around and they're so sticky. Um, but also how we can, you know, kind of go through that cart, let go of things, throw it in the dumpster fire. If that is a, uh, if that's a visual that works for you, um, um, and just clean it out and get rid of the things that aren't serving us, because if it's not helping us become a better handler, we probably don't even need to hang on to it. Okay. All right. I hope something out of that is helpful to you this weekend. Give some things a try, try some tools. I'm sure you will have the opportunity to work on that. And no matter what you are doing this week, I hope you make it a great and a fun one with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.